everybody to another fun-filled episode of the We Are Adult Show, brought to you by Hoppyhead Productions. I'm your host, Sean, and across the long, long way, Danny. How are you, man? Well, so, yesterday was the day of, you know, I guess since we call uh, certain days amateur drinking days, yesterday was amateur dating day. <laughs> I came across this uh, Instagram reel, this couple posts. You know, they pretty much post, you know, exaggerations of what real marriage life is like. And so it's the one where, you know, it's Valentine's Day and he, she, the wife's thinking in her head, he hasn't wished me Valentine's Day yet or he hasn't asked me to be his Valentine. So she's just sitting there like, ah. he's like, is everything okay? I'm fine. And then sighing again. Yeah. And finally he's like, what? He's like, oh, you never asked me to be your Valentine. He's like, oh, we're married. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a given. So I sent it to my wife and I got the, that was funny. And then a couple minutes later, I get, uh, well, well, well. So I, and I dragged her on for a good 10 minutes. And I could tell she was like, not getting, she was getting less and less happy with me. <laughs> By the tone of her and the frequency of her texts. Yeah. That's too funny. <laughs> she's like, at the end, she was like, did you have fun toying with my emotions? And I'm like, most definitely. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so uh, I have uh, cemented my status officially as an in- Instagram influencer, Sean. Wow. Just dropping the, dropping it out there like that, huh? Yes. Um, I went over to the Super Bowl. I went to friend's house to watch the Super Bowl. Yep. And he pulled out a bottle of the Statesman Old Forester. Hey And he said, I picked this up because I saw that you enjoyed it. Nice. Look at you go, Danny. Spreading the good word. Yes. Speaking of, did you actually watch the big game? No. The owl that is superb? No, nah, dude, I don't, I don't, I don't watch the games to be honest. So, I mean, yeah. there's probably ways I could watch it without cable, but I just feel like I have so little time. I just can't commit to stuff like that. <laughs> How else will yeah, I watch I... ten animes in a season? Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, um, only watched it because I was at a got invited to a party, brought my uh, pulled pork over, watched the game, annoyed the, the 49er fan, the sole 49er fan. Actually, she's not even a 49er fan. I can't, I don't understand why she was rooting for the 49ers. Okay, she's a Rams bitch. fan. <laughs> like, she, yeah, she's a Rams fan. Yeah. Like, you can't cheer for the 49ers as a Rams fan. <laughs> so at some point, I just started annoying her. Also because my Super Bowl uh, squares for the numbers all had shitty numbers. And I mentioned that at one point, and she was like, see, that's why I don't like bringing money into things, because then people just care about the money. They don't care about the game. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't care about the game even when I had no money on it. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but still didn't I care. My, I pointed to my hat. I'm like, Raiders fan. Like, I don't like either team. Yeah, I don't want the fucking any of them to win. Especially not on Vegas turf. The uh, Las Vegas Raiders of Oakland and California, Los, An- Los, Los Angeles. Angeles yeah. 
<laughs> Something around those uh, lines. So, uh, but my favorite prop bet, you know, came out after the Super Bowl, and I wish I would have known about this because I would have threw some money on it. Yes. Was by the third quarter, how many shirts would Jason Kelsey have over under half a shirt? <laughs> Just ripped in half, like raw. Well, no, because you know it. the answer is either zero or one, so it's the over under. They yeah. like they do with scores; they always do that half point in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speaking of bets, I was like, so yesterday, obviously, um, this is this will by the time people hear this, it's like obviously way too old of news, but uh, they had that shooting at the Chiefs parade. Yes, I was like over under. It was because Taylor Swift. I was just waiting for it to be like, all right, everybody's like, everybody on the right wing was just like, and it was about to like overthrow the government again because of Taylor Swift. I was like, oh man. I was like, dude, it's. I was like, I'm glad that it was. I don't know if I'm glad, but um, it was silly that it was just a couple gang members like fucking off with each other, but. I was just like, dude, like, please don't tell me that. Like, I was like, that's where my money is, but damn. Yeah, my favorite thing about that whole Taylor Swift situation is when assholes actually have the gall to try to accuse her of going after his money. <laughs> Do you know that she does not need his money? Someone I saw someone talking about how uh, her cat made $90 million last year and this you know and then and this isn't including any endorsements or anything else this is just his con value of his contract travis kelsey over the course of his career his whole career has made 48 million dollars her cat last year made 90 million and, and they're thinking she's trying to gold dig he's a broke ass bitch my cat can buy you my cat can almost buy your team <laughs> taylor swift could probably buy an nfl team oh it, Easily, <laughs> but yeah, when because like some guy was like, "Oh, Travis Kelsey got a seventy thousand dollar bonus for playing in the Super Bowl." Now we know why Taylor. Now we know why Taylor Swift's dating him. I don't think people understand the power of the Swift. No, not at the all. Swifter picker upper. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. So, what are you sipping on over there, good buddy? Um, I got the uh, a visit from the fruit lady from Wiley Roots. It's strawberry guava. Got a little lady on a choo choo train. Choo choo. Uh, da, da, da. smoothie style fruited sour ale with guava and strawberries. This is surprisingly. If you didn't know from the title. <laughs> well, I don't know if I would buy that because of the guava. I'm not a fan of the guava, especially in beers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm drinking some kind of strawberry smoothie. <laughs> I mean, it is in the in the description of the beer. It is a strawberry smoothie, strawberry guava smoothie ale. It so is. mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Put a straw on it. Maybe squeeze a little bit of lime into it. I don't know. 
Need something. Maybe, maybe uh, banana. Put it in a like a fat bowl type cup that had been like uh, like rimmed with like some salt, <laughs> or or even sugar if you want to go daiquiri style. Oh, I don't think it needs more sugar to be honest. This is another one, um, a little bit too well, sweet for me. <laughs> well, neither did daiquiris, but people put that on there. So, or even better, maybe some uh, tahin. Yes, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Um, it is very strawberry-ish. I guess very guava-ish. I don't know. It's just, it tastes like really sweet strawberry liquid. And it's like a little thick. Does it have the ABV on there? Or do they not want to get uh, sued like 450 North? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I can't find it, but I don't know if it's because I'm a dumb dumb. I mean, it could be both. <laughs> I don't see it on here. Okay, so they didn't want to get sued, huh? <laughs> I guess not. What, because it'd be really high ABV? Well, no, because uh, it was either Drecker or 450 North, and I'm pretty sure it was 450. They were saying that their smoothie ales were like 9, 8, between 8 and 10%. Yeah. And somebody lab tested a bunch of them. Yeah. And they're all like two to five two to four percent oh wow but then they came out and said that well they when they took the measurements of the alcohol before they added the fruit and stuff and so people are like yeah well then they should know they're making the beer that the what they if they add anything after it's going to dilute it down it's it's like with whiskey yep you know barrel strength is what comes out of the barrel but if you want to make it lower you just water it down a little bit <laughs> add an so, ice cube <laughs> or even like when they bottle it they'll add water that's how they get, you know, lower uh, proof whiskeys. But uh, they, so they were lying and they ended up getting caught up in like a clash action lawsuit. And I don't even think anybody got anything out of it other than maybe like a, an apology and a voucher for a free four pack. We have no money. Come get a free beer. No, the lawyers got all the money. <laughs> Thank you for this class action lawsuit. Now my family is taken care of for generations. Yes. Enjoy your four pack. I'm retiring. I'm glad I went to law school to work for four years. Yes. So, but no, if you like, uh, if you like sweet smoothie sours and you like strawberry, the visit from the fruit lady from Wiley Roots is the beer for you. Yeah. I mean, they're like them and Weldworks. They do. This the smoothie sour is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Always yeah. live up to the flavor promises they make. <laughs> yeah, we went to um, Bonesaw Brewery yesterday. That was our our Valentine's Day was Papa John's Pizza and Bonesaw pe- <laughs> beers. Dude, the brewery was empty. It was so nice. It was nice to be able to sit and just not hear like echoing of people just talking. Oh. Well, wait. So for the Papa John's, is your is your pizza like half everything and half just sauce and crust? No, 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 no. We ordered two pizzas. One of them was a onion and pineapple pizza with no cheese, and then the other was that a, sounds uh, pepperoni. I mean, I am on I am on team pineapple is acceptable on pizza. <laughs> But not like that. And that and that and that sounds that sounds like something that just make that just sounds like sadness. 
Uh, well, it was dunked in the garlic sauce multiple times on each bite. Just, I think isn't it was a vessel to get the garlic sauce eaten. But isn't the garlic butter? The garlic butter, yeah. Whatever the vegan butter. In. Yeah, it's vegan. Okay, it's accidentally Cause, vegan. Because I didn't want her to lose her vegan powers. <laughs> yeah, no. If you look I, at the description, it has no butter in it. It's like okay. I forget what it is. It's like palm margarine. Oil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like Papa say... John's betrayed you. It's not real butter. It's palm oil. <laughs> <laughs> or, or even even worse, you'd be telling her it's like, oh, that's not that's actually butter. That's not vegan. And she's like, what? It's like, yeah, you get. You're, we're breaking up because you were once vegan. Now you will be gone. You are be gone. <laughs> Oh, that but that still do that just yeah I mean I understand the vessel for the butter and the garlic but that still just sounds like like the person who made that pizza deserved an apology <laughs> for me having to make it yes we're <laughs> <laughs> just back in the corner crying like that is the saddest pizza I've ever had to make and I've worked at Papa John's <laughs> every time I go into Papa John's it's somebody new so I never have to worry about it <laughs> Actually, you should worry. What's happened to the other people? Do they make your pizza and, like, just jump off a cliff? I'm sure they jumped off a cliff because they work at Papa John's. I mean, but yeah. <laughs> but that pizza pushed them over the edge. She oh. might as well put her her foot in their on their back and shoved. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Oh. What are you so, drinking, man? I am drinking from Bottle Logic, flesh to stone, mm -hmm. a uh, peach barley wine. Barley wine, barley wine, barley wine. It is a English style barley wine ale aged in peach brandy barrels and finished with fresh peaches. Two oh. pairings are ro blue Stilton roast chicken Gouda panini mm -hmm. and a blueberry pecan galette. Hey yo. And the director's notes are, the, the, the world is full of magic things, patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper. Quote by Yeats. And not like when you throw something, it's the philosopher. I mean, the peach, the peach is subtle, but I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that the spear came out near the end of 2022. Yeah. I sat on a little too long. <laughs> but it's really good I mean it's there I don't think you want it to be over parent powering though I don't think you want it to be like your beer true where it just tastes like I'm just opened a can of uh, Del Monte peaches or Dole peaches and just poured them into a uh, barley wine <laughs> I mean I mean like sense <laughs> right like all of their you know stasis project beers you know, they smell so much of just booze. So hot when you smell them. Yeah. When you drink it and it's more subtle, the flavors are better. It's a, uh, as always, man, it's a winner with them. I haven't had, the only beers I've had from them that I haven't liked are just flavors that I don't like. Not because it's a bad beer. Like coconut? Like coconut, yes. <laughs> and I'm not going to, I'm not, you know, I hate, you know, people talk about the people on uh, Untapped where they're like, oh, IPA gross one bottle cap and it's like then why did you get an ipa because they, they're fucking idiots <laughs> right 
Where I'm like the opposite. Yes. I'll try an IPA and all of a sudden I go into neutral critic. Well, it is the, that does have the hops. I'm, I judge uh, beers I like more harsh than the ones I don't like. <laughs> or like the best page to follow on Instagram, Steph's IPA reviews. She uh, gives actual legit ratings to IPAs, like eights, nines, tens. Yeah. But she makes the same kind of faces after drinking a beer that my wife does. <laughs> Just the most disgusting. Like, she'll make the disgusting face, but then it's like, oh, yeah. This is a solid example of an IPA. Uh, 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite one still right now is uh, get Stay in the Car, Frank, from... Uh... <sighs> I'm too old, man. I can't remember shit anymore. Yeah. I can't either. I'm just tired. I, could, I told a coworker, I'm like, why don't you just go back to, I named like two buildings that she didn't work at before I got to the right one. I was like, I give up. This joke is ruined. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, that's the worst when you have like a good joke and then your brain just forgets the punchline. It's like, <laughs> never, never mind. Just, just go back to pretending like I'm not here. <laughs> Neck of the woods brewing. That's what it was. It was the neck of the woods brewing, also close to Malika Hills. You sent me that one. Um, I have to. I'll have to try to check it out because we typically stop in um, in the city that's next to it. So, but we just never like keep going like down the highway because it's just like a okay. highway. So, but I I haven't even seen it before. I didn't realize it was in there. Whenever we like look up breweries, it just never like really popped up before so i'll have to check it out yeah they, they popped up and what we're talking about is you know if i see a brewery in jersey pop up on uh the for you pages on instagram i'll hit it up and i'm like hey is this anywhere near you have you been there and i'm just an idiot forgot you talked about it I or always... have you been there and just and don't want to talk about it because it sucks <laughs> most of the breweries you send me are all either are all in north jersey right and so i saw this one looked much much closer than those ones so no definitely uh definitely a lot more reasonable to get there definitely a lot more reasonable <laughs> speaking of uh random breweries man i came across this podcast and they talked about this brewery that's like on a, per a temporary hiatus yeah possible permanent but it's got the best brewery name in the best town it's Licking Hole Creek Brewing Company <laughs> in Goochland, Virginia. <laughs> That's pretty good. We're gonna go. We're gonna go to the Licking Hole in Goochland. You want to come with us? <laughs> um, I know I do not want to have sex with you. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not that. I promise. Then why why is there an upside down pineapple in your car? <laughs> oh, I guess the other thing that I've been seeing around for a little while, but apparently in like retirement communities, you know where everyone drives around on golf carts. Yep, because all the stuff is pretty much in town or in the area, so they can. Apparently, they uh, put different colored scrunchies, like hung from the side of their uh, golf cart, to let them know uh, their sexual leanings. If they're into swinging or watching or whatever. <laughs> Do I need to get like a code for this? 
Get a book. Just, just be careful with what scrunchies you hang outside your car. <laughs> or don't, st- or, or even just don't even bother starting to hang scrunchies outside your car and you'll be fine. Don't put, yeah, don't put crunch, uh, scrunchies up. You might find, uh, people I'm not might just randomly uh, talk to you. What? Lufas. Lufas. Oh, oh, Lufas. <laughs> yeah. So, but if, you, if you're out somewhere like in a, by a golf cart, by a golf course and you see a bunch of people driving around in golf carts with just different colored uh, loofahs hanging from their car, there's a golf cart. Um, Whoa. If you're interested, look it up. <laughs> uh, so uh, I went to a couple concerts the last couple nights. I went on a Tuesday night to the observatory in Orange County to go see uh, the farewell tour. The first night of the farewell tour for uh, Porno for Pyros. Uh, members of a former band, they basically formed when Jane's Addiction broke up, added a bunch of different people, including a legendary bassist, Mike Watt, mm-hmm. who, watching them play, dude, it's like, oh, they're all old, man. I'm so, this is, A, this is why they're doing the farewell tour, and B, I'm, I'm actually glad I went on this tour because we were debating to go to the show or not. Yeah. For how, you know, how much depending on the price and stuff, but man, I think that's gonna be the last time I see Perry Farrell perform. You know, I think he's done. Yeah. Out here at least. He was just hobbling around and then uh Mike Watt just sat the whole show playing bass. But they still had like you know, they're still there like making dirty jokes and stuff like they were kids. <laughs> you know, Perry Farrell was telling the the stories, you know, like he does. You know, he had his mind. Um and one of the things he does, you know, a lot of uh bands when they're playing, they'll have like cocktails or beers or something to drink in between songs mm-hmm. he just has a full bottle of wine for him to chug down on <laughs> jeez oh yeah he'll Ugh. like straight from the bottle like he'll just like start talking and stuff and then like pause for a minute and take a drink out of the bottle of wine and then you start the song it's so gross Ugh. um and then my wife and I went for St. Patrick's. We went on Valentine's Day to a St. Patrick's Day tour. <laughs> I saw to go I see, saw the uh, post. <laughs> yes. So the headliner was Dropkick Murphys with Pennywise opening. And then they had another band called The Scratch from Dublin mm-hmm. playing there. And, you know, my wife just kept talking about their accents. Can they just, can they just read me a bedtime story? Can they just, and I'm like, look, all right, I get it. It's Valentine's Day. You want to fuck them. All right. <laughs> uh, I can't believe. Uh, I thought Pennywise was bigger than uh, Dropkick, but I guess not. I mean, they're probably about the same. Maybe, maybe a little smaller, but not much. If they are, but you know, sometimes bands that are and are the same kind of go on tour together. And it wasn't necessarily that they opened, you know, because they also have like co-headlining tours where they both basically play longer sets. Yeah, or about the same length of a set. Because, like, Dropkick only played, like, an hour and a half. So I'm pretty sure, I think Pennywise played about an hour at, at the minimum. So it was pretty much a similar set. It wasn't, like, thirty like a 30-minute or 45-minute set. Gotcha. For Dropkick's an hour and a half to two hours. Yeah. Did they play uh, um, Shipping it, Up to Boston? Yes, that was, like, their, uh, um, one of the encore songs. Of course. Um, So the funny thing was, is there was these two old ladies decked out and, you know, uh, dropkick gear <laughs> and like i could hear him talking the whole show and but especially during pennywise they're like one of them telling them 
you know, I've tried. I just, I just cannot get into this band. I don't, I don't understand what people like about them. They suck. <laughs> and then they start another, oh, they're playing another song. When are they going to be done? Is this still going on? <laughs> Damn. Old ladies are rude. They got to get to bed. Yes. And so then, uh, you know, Dropkick came out and I told my wife, I'm like, hey, just know that they're going to end their main set with this song. And I get short of the lyrics to uh, Kiss Me, I'm Shitfaced. Yeah. So everyone sings the chorus and stuff. And it's basically him trying to, you know, lot like lie to pick up on chicks at a bar. Yep. And then it's like, so kiss me. I'm shit faced. I'm soiled. I'm soaked and drowned in the, <laughs> in the trousers. She kissed me and I only bought her one round. Yes. But as much, you know, as much as I like dropkick, especially their newer, like they're at some point, they figured out the formula to their success, which is we don't need to write complicated lyrics. We can just write <laughs> one set of lyrics and a verse and a chorus and then sing it again and again and again and again. <laughs> like shipping up to Boston is yep. a prime example. Shipping up to Boston. <laughs> yeah. But my wife did like the part in the chorus in the whereas, you know, I'm a sailor peg and I lost my leg. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so and it wasn't sold out at all, surprisingly, at the it was at the Toyota Arena and they didn't even sell any seats in the 200 section they just had that a curtain blocking it so you couldn't see the sadness of all the empty seats yeah which one's the toyota arena where that's where the ontario rain play oh gotcha 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 wow yeah yeah they had the floor and the 100 section and the lady that was like checking the you know wristbands to get on the floor in front of us dude she was like the slowest person ever like there was a line for a big chunk of the beginning of the night people trying to get down there <laughs> But then I guess she was quick enough because she caught a handful of people trying to just run down there without realizing you needed to have a wristband to yeah. go down there. Everyone's like, hey, I can just go down to the floor. She's like, nope. whoa, no. Where's your wristband? Rule breakers. Yes. You will not be shipping up to Boston today. <laughs> well, in fact, not. So uh, on February 8th, they uh, posted. They unveiled one of the three Kobe Bryant statues they're going to make. Mm -hmm. So you know, people were talking about the different poses that they're going to be. So the first one they posted, they unveiled was him wearing his number eight jersey. Yeah. And then they have plans for him in his twenty four and his, and then one with his daughter. Gotcha. But the re and, so, and one of my coworkers was like, well, why did they do it this that day? And it's like because February two eight twenty four, his daughter wore two, he wore eight, and his daughter wore, and then later in his career he wore also wore twenty four. So I don't know if that's the plan is every year for the next two, like two more years, they're going to do one on two, eight, 24. Yeah. Um, but then the pose, people were complaining about the pose and somebody when, the, when they unveiled it was like, Hey, if you don't like this pose, blame Kobe. He's the one that picked it. <laughs> and so it's him basically like pointing in the air Yeah. and it was from the game in Toronto when he scored 81 points. And so this statue is Kobe just basically giving uh, Jalen Rose, former NBA player, current analyst for TNT, mm -hmm. a giant middle finger. Yeah. Because he's, you know, he's the one that was supposed to be guarding Kobe when he scored his 81 points. <laughs> and when he was doing, when Kobe retired, he was, and they're talking about his retirement, he said that he was going to be part of Kobe's statue. And then the people with him were like, what? What are you even talking about? He's like, yeah, dude. I'll be there playing defense. And then 
shortly after ESPN made a commercial where Kobe's sitting at a restaurant and Jalen walks in and he sees him. He's like, oh, Kobe's here. And so he kind of walks up and right as he walks up, the waiter asks Kobe what he wants to drink. And he's like, yeah, I'll take a, a dirty martini. And the waiter's like, uh, how many olives do you want? And he's like, I'll take, uh, as he's like locking eyes with Jalen Rose the whole time. Yeah, I'll take uh, 81. And they kind of go back to Jalen and Kobe just staring at each other. And the waiter's like, wait, really? And then Kobe breaks and like looks at the waiter's like, oh, no, man, I'm just messing with him. It's a joke. He gets it. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, too so, funny. So did you watch the Deadpool trailer that I sent you? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was looking at the uh, Kobe statue because I wanted to see the pose. But I oh, mean, those... it doesn't look that bad. I mean, he's just standing there with like, right? You know, the one is well, like pointing out like the like. I almost think he's like pointing out like he's number one, right? You know, like yeah. But that was how we walked off the court after we finished, or either when they took him off out of the game. That was like basically him leaving the court. Yeah, he did that. Yeah, I mean, um, it's, I think it's a very like signature pose and like tells the story yeah. be like look here danny when i was young that's kobe bryant he walked off just pointing up like he was the best he was the shit you know what i mean like it i think it gives a story so i don't know why people would oh, be yeah. too upset well because like one of my coworkers was talking about different poses like well they could have done this pose or this pose and i'm like yeah but those poses he's known for when he wore the number 24 jersey yep that and they're making sense. a statue of him wearing 24 so why would they have this statue doing something he did later in his career? Mm-hmm. You know, like there was one game where, in the playoffs where he like made a like a game tying three and he kind of ripped his jersey out over the side to show his heart. Or he did another one where he ran up and like basically jumped on the announcer's table and like lifted up the Lakers to show the crowd, you know? Yeah. But again, he wasn't wearing the number eight when he did that. So yeah. you have to act like that didn't happen when they picked this uh, statue. Yep. We'll have to post. see uh, what happens next time. Yes. <laughs> Where's it going to, these all three are going to be just in LA by the state. Right around the crypt. Yeah. No, it's the crypto.com arena. Got you. It said oh, AKA Center. the crypt. Dude, I can't keep track of these places just changing names like that. Come on. I know. <laughs> well, it's like people still call where the ducks play, you know, cause it was originally the arrowhead pond of Anaheim and then it went to the Honda center. Yeah. It's still, the pond of, it's still the Pond of Anaheim. Or, you know, you can combine the two like some people do and call it the Ponda Center. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Forever the Pond, man. Forever the Pond. Good times. Yeah. Where the ducks are born to lose. The cutting season there all year round. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Only, uh, only for uh, a few months. <laughs> yes. I mean, pretty much almost all year round because it goes from like October to June. Well, <laughs> April for them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. Uh, but did geez. you watch? You watched the Deadpool trailer? I did. I thought it was uh, pretty funny. I mean, yeah, they did it, one of those things now where they do during the Super Bowl movie uh, companies are getting smarter. Mm-hmm. Almost every 
movie that they did a trailer for did this except for one, the new Wicked movie coming out around Thanksgiving, which was the very first commercial they showed after uh, the kickoff, um, which also is a prop bet people could make. But they do it where they just show like a small little teaser of the movie, and they're like, full trailer is available on this website. Go check it out there because we we want to get traffic to our website, and we also don't want to spend an extra $10 million to show the whole trailer. Exactly. What was it? You said Wicked was the first trailer? Yes. Well, the first commercial they showed. They're making a, a movie based on uh, the musical Wicked. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. I. That's what I thought. I just, I haven't seen anything about it. Yes. yes. With Ariana Grande as uh, Galinda. Galinda. Ooh, and later on, later on, she changed, she makes the sacrifice to be helpful to uh, Alphaba's cause by changing her name to just Glinda, dropping the guh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it's Ryan Reynolds, Deadpool, a lot of uh, jokes, <laughs> breaking the fourth wall already. Yes. Uh, they don't, and that was one of the things they were upset about was people were leaking stills from the set. Yeah. Because they didn't even um, reveal him in the trailer. Uh, Hugh Jackman in the Wolverine costume. No. Nope. I just like, like they... people stole our fucking moment. I know. I it, I thought it was uh, the way they did it because I was like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? It's like all Deadpool, and I'm like, oh, here we go, finally. A little bit of a right side piece right here. <laughs> and from what I'm seeing, I don't know how true it is. the The rumored story is that basically he's going to go through and kill off the 20th century Fox universe. <laughs> Restart it. <Reboot>. Basically, yeah. <laughs> right. So they can cast, because they did cast, they just announced casting for uh, the Fantastic Four. Yep. I don't know any of those people. <laughs> you know one person. Do I? Mr. Fantastic is the, the Mandalorian. Oh, is that what it is? Gotcha. I don't have, yeah. I said, I don't know his name, so okay, interesting. Pedro Pascal, and, he, and he's been in a bunch of other stuff. He was, you know, that's not the only thing, but yeah, he's been in Narcos, which I haven't really watched, but I'm aware of because it's supposed to be good. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's just funny the the not so thinly veiled racism in the comments. People were like, finally, you know, they're it's about time they get the casting right and this and that, and it's like, oh, you mean it's about time they get it white, <laughs> right? You know, and the biggest complaint about the last one where people were like, you know, they're ruining the movie by what? By casting Michael B. Jordan, a very talented actor, in a in a com in a role about a fictional character. Yep. My only complaint was that they cowered out and didn't uh, didn't make the whole family like black. Like he was, <laughs> you know, his his sister was a white adopted was white and adopted as a, so they couldn't make Sue Storm and Reed Richards fall in love. <laughs> they didn't want to piss off. They didn't want to piss off the South by having an interracial couple fall in love. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's. I don't know if I have to watch how much of any of the other movies I have to watch, or if it's basically a standalone compared to the rest of the MCU. Yeah, I don't know. It's. I think it'll be interesting to see how they do it. So, let's say if I even go catch it in the movie theaters, I'm so. Just wait till it comes out. Of I'm terrible. Disney at Plus. No, dude. I don't watch anything anymore. If it ain't weeb shit, it's 
not getting watched <laughs> either either uh you know straight uh general public anime or the stuff you have to go to the dark web for you have to make sure you have extra strong uh security on your computer yeah it, lord help me if it's like if the anime is more like they do a lo extra long episode it's only additional 10 minutes long it's like impossible to get through this way too long. like um oshinoki with their first episode oh god that took so long even though they uh even though it's like you'll binge watch 10 episodes of anime in one day Unless one of them, one of those episodes is an hour and a half long, which is basically three episodes of one anime. Dude, I have the problem. I admit it. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Can't do it. <laughs> the first step to acknowledge fixing the problem is acknowledging you have one. Yeah. But then the second step is having to be willing to fix the problem, and it sounds like you're not really willing to do anything about it. Yeah. I'd rather go to the movies to watch a movie than watch it at home. And the the problem is, is the other person is the exact opposite. So no movies get watched. Okay. I'm just like, nope, you can watch it, movie. I don't care. I'm just going to be doing this, doing that. I want to play my game. I'm at home. Why would I want to watch a movie? I want to play my games. I can't play my games when I'm outside. Right? <laughs> can't watch my movie. I can't watch my anime outside. Out in the I mean, you can. It's just sure. sometimes frowned upon. <laughs> especially if they're about magic girls especially if you don't have um especially if you have nothing no earphones or headphones <laughs> just listening to a raw dog in the air with all your volume of the magical girls <laughs> pretty much <laughs> oh so i came across this uh cell phone game yep. sean and i was actually kind of surprised i found one hey it's called kingdom rush it's an actual tower. It was an ad that came across on another game I was playing for a tower defense game. Mm -hmm. It is actually a tower defense game. It's not one of those ads where they show you, oh, let's check out this cool tower defense game. And then you go play it. And it's one of those massive type multiplayer games where you have to join a guild and your base gets attacked when you're working or sleeping. The worst. Yeah, this one actually is single player. Yeah. And you start off with, like, each level, you start off with so many points, and you can set up different defensive structures. They have, like, a arrow, like, archers. They have a, one where you put a couple knights blocking the road so that your archers can do more damage. They have magic one, and then they have, um, like, a cannon thing, artillery, that does, like, general area damage. Mm -hmm. And then as you go along, each enemy, you get introduced to different enemies that have different strengths and weaknesses. So you can't just always rely on the archers or you can't always rely on all the magic because there's some that are you know um don't take any damage from arrows or don't take any damage from the magic yeah and so then you, you start off with like 20 life and every character that gets past your defenses into the town or whatever mm -hmm. it, it takes away so much life the bigger creatures take away more life and then at the end you get stars one two or three and then you can use that to upgrade your different buildings or different abilities. Yeah. And so it's the game. The games don't last very long. It's just a couple minutes, you know, quick, uh, you know, standing in line, waiting for something, taking a dump, <laughs> whatever, you know, uh, but it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. It's, you know, it's not completely, um, 
you know, set it and forget it kind of thing. You, you still have to up because you can upgrade them as you go along too. Like the first one, it just starts. You can only be level one, and then as you go on, yeah. I'm up to a point now where all my things can be upgraded to level four. Yeah. And as you kill each enemy, you get so many points mm-hmm. towards upgrading. Okay. Nice. Yeah, Kingdom Rush. It's like if you're like I said, if you're just looking for something simple, multi- single player that you can play if you got five or ten minutes to kill waiting for something or someone yeah i always get ads for a royal match or whatever that is oh that's actually a game i played that thought i talked about it but it's also a game that actually uh the ads are legit there's no ads how do they even make money by in-game purchases Mm. but this one like um yeah, that one is like you match puzzles and you can decorate the castle and and then every once in a while the king will have a nightmare and that's once the ads are the ones where the ads are for where he's like trapped in something and you have to save him out of his nightmare. Got gotcha. you. But you have to. So he's like, on, like, nope, it was free. Okay. But I'm not a big fan of those match three matchy games. block games. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> oh. So I've been I keep forgetting to put this on the list and I've had it on my phone for a while. I came across it on Reddit. Apparently the Noseki kun, master of wasting time. Mm-hmm. They're talking about how so that came up recently on Reddit and someone's like, Oh, did you know that there's a online story that the creator of the thing did that they got married and had a kid? <laughs> and everyone's like, Wait, what? Yeah. And so I found it, and I just read the first like couple chapters, and it very much seems like she's playing the same role, and the kid is taking very much after his father. Yes, I I read uh, the first two chapters, and I was just I was very delighted at the storytelling and how it was like how it portrayed like the their childhood. <laughs> she's just like, oh man. He's going to be a little pain in the ass like his dad. And it's like, well, you married the dad. So I don't know how much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like things I tell my wife when she gets upset with me for doing something stupid. And I'm like, well, you're the idiot that married me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it's a Kunari no Seki Kun Jr. is the the title or at least the thing that I searched it under and was able to find it for free. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it's a it's a good, fun read. No, definitely. I like I said, I uh, I read the two chapters, and it definitely feels like it's created r- right off the show. Like if you like the show, like the show or the uh, other manga, you'll like this one. And if you haven't watched the show, you should. You need to. Yes, it's on Netflix, right? I or was I, it was on one of them. I don't remember which one it was. So, uh, but you know, Reddit has like like I've been saying, I keep pulling new anime to watch off of the Reddit top ten list, and I know you gave me a hard time for suggesting watching this one. You're like you and your fucking time loop, and I'm like, hey, it's not my fault that Reddit also enjoys no. Uh, I forgot to look up the the full title because this is another one of those that's like eighteen yeah. chat eighteen words long. Yeah, it's always, it's just like that genre of like being reborn and then falling in love with like the villain is like just, I don't know, like 
just never it seems does like that's it for me. I watched, I kind of watched the first season of one of them, and then, like, I just, like, I gave up, like, in the first couple episodes of the second season. I was like, this just doesn't, I was like, this just don't vibe. It just doesn't vibe. I don't know what to say. <laughs> so did you watch any of this? I watched the first episode. I could not, I was not able to get to the second episode last night. Okay. Well, this one is a, at least has a little bit different of a twist. And the full episode is Seventh Time Loop. The villainess enjoys a carefree life married to her worst enemy. But, <laughs> like, watching it, the first couple episodes, I don't understand how she's the villainess necessarily. Because, you know, it always starts off, the, the time loop starts the same that she's in the castle getting dumped by her prince or fiance. Yep. And I think he is the prince. First time, yeah. Yeah. And the first time she like runs home, like goes home, like she's kind of in shock. But by the time she gets home, her parents have like um, basically banished her from their household. So she couldn't even go in and get any of her stuff. And she ends up running into these traveling merchants and she learns from them and she gains all these merchant skills. And then the second time she knows that she's got to get home. So she grabs her stuff and packs, but misses the merchants and ends up leading a different life. And so she's learning all these different things. Yep. Um. In each time loop, and so they kind of just do a quick synopsis of it, and so by the time in the sixth one, she's just a knight. Like she even talks about it. She disguises herself as a man, and guard, you know, becomes a knight, and she gets end up getting killed by this emperor. Yeah. Oh, and she gets so, killed be because of the war, whatever war. Yes. That she, keeps oh, every five on. years. Yeah. Every five years, like whatever she is, she gets killed by this the war. Somehow. Like this guy causes. <laughs> yes. And so, you know, you in this in the seventh life, you then one of the details is that the war basically kind of starts when he kills his dad and then tries to take over everywhere else. Um, and so in this one, she runs into him, and, you know, accidentally I guess makes him fall in love with her. Yes. <laughs> and he proposes, and she um gives him all sorts of stipulations. Um, one of them is he has to promise not to touch her. <laughs> one of them is that he uh has to promise that she's because oh before she uh bat run into him she was like i'm just gonna live a carefree life every other life i've been you know working my ass off and i die in five years anyway so what does it matter um this one i'm doing nothing and so that's another one of her promises that she's like i get to live a life of leisure yeah <laughs> and then the other promise was that they don't live with his father gotcha because that's what starts the war is him killing his father. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know what, what, what caused it, but if he's not around his dad, then hopefully that'll prevent it. Cause she's doesn't want to die. She wants to live a long leisurely life. Yes. <laughs> but of course, you know, there's comes up times where she has to put her skills from her past lives to use. And they're like, wait, how do you know this? Like you're just, you know, some yeah. chick that was dumped by the prince. <laughs> I'm more than that. What meets the eye, right? So I mean, it's it has a sentiment, the the same um um foundation as a lot of these reincarnated type of shows, but they do put a little bit of a twist to it. Yeah, enough to make it interesting. Yeah, I was kind of glad that it was just like she lived in the world and she wasn't like from another world, like in right. a video game. Like, because they always seem to be like they get stuck in the video game as the villain or something like the one that i've that i'm watching now that's like i'm i'm the hidden 
I may be the hidden boss, but I'm not yes. Demon Lord. At least that one is interest. Like I feel like it's very different, and the story is like not as feels as like rinse and repeat as some of the other ones, especially the romance ones. Yeah, so. and and even as far as the romance one goes, the other one that's different enough, I guess, is the um, I'm in love with the villainous. Mm -hmm. That's the one where it's the chick that played the game and she comes in and she's, you know, and they're like, are you, a, are you a lesbian? They're like, I don't know. I just don't, I know I don't like dudes and she turns me on. So maybe, I guess. Uh, I didn't watch that one. <laughs> I was, oh yeah. Uh, no. It's, it's up there with some of the better of those. It's not just the, like you said, the plain old rinse and repeat. I'm the hero. Here's my harem. Yeah. Somebody in my, uh, the discord for the brewery everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, yesterday posted up that they, started watching the um reincarnated as a vending machine oh my god that one's good it's so funny <laughs> a lot better than i thought yes i mean it's it's definitely not the best but it's definitely not as bad as you think it would be yeah i mean <laughs> it was good enough that us with a bunch of shows that we uh either kick to the curb completely or just wait till later to watch mm-hmm watched all the way through pretty regularly <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, that's too funny all right everybody that's it for today's show thanks for sticking around for another fun-filled episode make sure you check us out on facebook instagram itunes all those magical places untapped i think is there anything else where else I don't know. Uh, that's about Podbean. it. Yeah, Podbean's not going anywhere. <laughs> wherever you wherever you listen to podcasts, I guess. Earth, exactly. Facebook, Facebook, hell. <laughs> I saw, I saw a guy post a thing, and it was like, uh, I think I need a a white girl with the nose piercing to tell me what planet is making me sad right now. And somebody <laughs> replied back. I'm not a white girl, or nor do I have a nose piercing, but I'm pretty sure that planet is Earth. <laughs> it's always Earth. It's always Earth. <laughs> All right, everybody. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Later. <laughs>